Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now save $30 on the American-made steel FS56 RCE trimmer. Real steel. The FS56 RCE is made in America of U.S. and global materials. Offer valid through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. We begin today's monster of a show with a simple question. Whose cocaine was it? Uh, the FBI, the Department of Justice, closed the investigation yesterday saying, uh-uh, we don't know who brought cocaine into the White House. Let me ask you a question. Isn't that a little scary for all Americans? Like, this is the number one secured building in the world, and we don't know who brought the coca plant in. There were no fingerprints on it, supposedly. Look, I know we said before that you could find Saddam Hussein in a hole in the middle of the Middle East and you can't find whose blow it was, but does that lead to this? Here's the question. Does the fact that the White House and the FBI is saying, uh, no, we don't know, we're done, does that lead you to believe that it was Hunter Biden's or Joe Biden's? Does that lead you to believe that the investigation was stopped because, well, it led right to the big guy or it led right to the crack doing, uh, whore screwing. I don't know what else I want to say. See, to me, it kind of does. Now I'm not saying for real. I talked to a guy who worked in the white house. He goes, yeah, it's probably just some staffer. You know, he said people do stuff all the time that is really stupid in the white house. But does that lead you to believe that that's whose Coke it was? It kind of did me. It did. It kind of was like, hey, if we're so quickly going to discount this, because I don't know if it's a serious offense or not, but I'll tell you this. I've always said I never want to be the one that causes a disturbance so everybody has to deboard a plane, period. I don't think I ever, and I never thought of this one, I never thought I want to be the one who caused the White House to shut down. I never want to be the one like Sterling Sharp or Shannon Sharp, whichever it was, that gets marched out in a basketball game. I don't want to be that guy. I do not want to be that guy. I want to sit there and watch other people be that guy. And Jill is pissed. Jill's sitting there. She's pissed. I think that that video means nothing. But most people think it shows old boy doing a one-hitter. He's doing a one-hitter, which is cool talk for doing a little blow. See, I'm pretty cool. Although that may refer to only marijuana. I don't know. I ain't that cool. I'm not drug guy. I'm not porn guy. And I'm not drug guy. I'll drink. I'll gamble. I'm not smoke guy either. I'm pretty limited in my vices. But you got to be an idiot to walk on a, well, balcony like you're the royal family. You're sweating like a hog. You're, And then all of a sudden you turn and you go to the left hand, a little magic trick. Jill sees it. Look at Joe. He's like, I don't know what the hell's going on. I don't know. I don't know. But what I do know is short investigation tells me that Hunter Biden and the big guy, one of the two, doing the blow. That's what it tells me. John Kerry's pissed. Oh, John Kerry's hot. John Kerry's also a hypocrite. John Kerry is also a wordsmith. Remember John Kerry? He had the gorgeous hair, the long face. Hey, by the way, horse walks into a bar. Bartender says, hey, why the long face? Anyway, 
John Kerry is mad and he stands in front of Congress and he blatantly, well, yeah, lies ish. Let's hear from the great orator, John Kerry. I just don't agree with your facts, which began with the presentation of one of the most outrageously persistent lies that I hear, which is this private jet. We don't own a private jet. I don't own a private jet. I personally have never owned a private jet. And obviously, it's pretty stupid to talk about coming in a private jet from the State Department up here. It just honestly, if that's where you want to go, go there. Well, we're going there. Fox News, John Kerry's private jet emitted over 300 metric tons of carbon since Biden took office. Now, of course, John Kerry is lying because that's what he does. But is he really lying? Because the private jet, the Gulfstream GIV SP, has made 48 trips lasting more than 60 hours, emitted an estimated 715,886 pounds or 325 metric tons of carbon. That's just since, oh boy, took over office. The Flying Squirrel LLC owns it. So John Kerry doesn't own it except it's a charter company owned by Kerry's wife, Teresa Hines Kerry, in which Kerry reported owning more than $1 million dollars in his most, his most recent financial disclosure. So what John Kerry is doing is John Kerry is doing politics stuff. I've never owned a private plane. The Flying Squirrel owns a private plane. Well, it's my wife's and I fly it, but hey, I don't own it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Now look, you got to understand something. The reason this is news is Kerry was appointed President Biden to lead the State Department Global Climate Policy Outreach. Yeah. And what that means is somehow by giving speeches, this long-faced man gets richer and richer and richer. It's one of the great scams of our lifetime. Just look it up, this whole global warming thing. I had a family member, there, was, there were fires, I think it was in California or whatever it was. And she's like, yeah, tell me global warming isn't true. You see those wildfires? I go, it was started by Austin, here's the link. Arson, here's the link. People just don't know what they don't know, and that is why, ladies and gentlemen, I am here for you. Hey, uh, this may be a bit of a misleading headline, but it is a true headline. FIFA, the soccer folk, are offering free tickets, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, I said it. Free ducats to the Women's World Cup in New Zealand. Now, Australia, pretty good ticket sales. New Zealand, uh uh-uh. New Zealand cares about Aussie, Aussie, Aussie football, rugby. You know that Aussie stuff that used to be on ESPN with the three goalposts? That stuff was good stuff. That stuff was big-time stuff. But anyway, so in New Zealand, they are offering Megan Rapinoe's bitchin', whining, moaning team of gals to watch them. You got to get free tickets. It's like an Indiana football game. Indiana football Hey, you want a ticket to an Indiana football? Go take a dump in a convenience store bathroom. Next thing you know, the guy will hand you. There's a glory hole in there you got to navigate, but that's Bloomington. What can I tell you? But I got to tell you, if you want free tickets to FIFA World Cup, get in a plane, fly to New Zealand. Hell, all you got to do is play for the, pay for the flights and where to stay, and then you watch a bunch of girls running around like 15-year-old high school boys, and they can't beat them. But hey. Courageous. We saw it on the ESPYs. By the way, ESPYs numbers are at a pre, a pre-COVID low. 
Pat McAfee was great. Other than that, I don't want to hear about it. Oh, boy. Let's file this. Where's my file? I thought I had a file around here. Now I got this. This is my bag. You know what? What's in the bag? Ah, there's a pen in the bag, but other than that, there's nothing in the bag. Put this in the bag, ladies and gentlemen. Scientists who denounced COVID lab leaks, now I'm going to say this slowly because this is important. This is another right-wing conspiracy. I want to say it slowly because it's another right-wing conspiracy proven what? Can I hear it? Can I hear the fellas in the back proven what? True, you say? Bingo. Give them fellas $100. Scientists who denounced COVID, they denounced a lab leak. Ah, the theory was crap. It's conspiracy. It's right-wing. Hold on. These same scientists secretly believed it was highly likely the virus escaped Chinese research facilities. Uh, This is all in leaked messages to the Daily Mail. Many predicted this all along. Many said this all along. We know, like, this virus doesn't just happen out of nowhere. Trump doesn't call it the China virus just because he wants to be racist against Chinese people. At the time, right before... uh, COVID came, I thought it was odd. I told my wife, I go, you know, I'm doing a lot of traveling and every Asian person that I see is wearing a mask. What's that about? And the real Asians, people from Asia, not seventh generation here trying to get into Harvard. I'm talking about real Asians doing real Asian stuff. And they all had masks and I didn't. And I asked Lee, I go, I don't know. And this is before COVID. So here we go. Hunter laptop deal. Right-wing conspiracy, really, it's true. Russia collusion with Trump never happened. Right-wing conspiracy, it's true. Hillary Clinton destroyed emails. Right-wing conspiracy, it's true. It's almost as if, if you can come up with a right-wing conspiracy, quote, from the far left, you know one thing is going to happen. It's fun to be true. Period. Period. Well, Don Kinch, what do you mean real Asians? Stop it. I had a buddy, his last name, he was no more uh, Mexican than me. But he had a last name that sounded Mexican. He couldn't get into law school. So then instead of checking white, he checked Hispanic and got into law school. Don't even try it. I live in the real world. Roy McElroy. Roy McElroy is saying, I will retire before I go to live. We'll see. Well, see, here's why this is interesting, because there's a report out there that part of the deal between Liv and the PGA was that El Tigre, Tiger Woods, and Rory were going to be asked to play 10 Liv events over the course of a certain number of time. Now, Tiger Woods never going to do it. No chance. Tiger Woods got all the money in the world. He got a right leg that looks like a spaghetti string. He ain't playing 10 events anywhere. In a calendar year or two calendar years, I'll give him he may events over three years and all eight of them may be majors, but he ain't playing. There is no chance in holy heck that he's playing 10 live events. And I hope McElroy stays with this because you know what happens, baby. Dinero, cash, coinage, moolah, as we used to call it. Who's got the moolah today? I don't know where we came up with moolah, but we did. So, you know, The idea of this being something that these two are going to do, uh-uh, not a chance in Holy Hazel is Roy McIlroy, unless, of course, the moolah, I think that's the official term for money on this show. I think I've just decided. 
Moolah. Money. Scratch. Itch. Who's got the itch today? Who's got the moolah? Who's got the dinero? Who's got the pesos? Who's got the money? What are we doing? Where are we at? How are we going? Yeah. I'm ready to go. Hey, this is interesting. I don't know if you saw this, but the Washington football commanders. The Washington football commanders may not be able to be sold by a group that includes, it's not him, it's a group that includes Magic Johnson, a bazillionaire named Josh Harris. Um, he's, he's, he, he, there's some stuff going on here. So the commanders, they want this done. And if you look on ESPN's website, there is not a mention of it. They don't mention. But there are a ton of folks reporting, including our good friends at ML Football, which is a fantastic website if you want information. The commanders may not be sold. Now, here's the situation. If you are, and I think I speak for most people that are commanders fans, you just want this done. You just simply want this done. You want it done. You don't want anything. You just want it gone. You want Josh Harris, that guy, to take over the team, stay in the background. Daniel Snyder and all these lawsuits that are hindering this sale need to go away, and you just sit there, run your team, stay out of the news, stay out of the news. And get rid of Daniel Snyder. The problem is this. Legal issues between the NFL and the commanders. It it was announced yesterday, according to the Washington Post, could delay the sale. They announced in May, the commanders did, that Snyder had agreed to sell the team to 76ers and New Jersey Devil owner Josh Harris for $6.05 billion. Say whatever you want about Daniel Snyder, but that dude is fat with moolah. The delay is related to, at least in part, I want to get this right, the legal issues regarding the leaking of the emails that led to the October firing, resignation, whatever, of John Gruden. So Gruden, we've seen this all pop up again. One one source told the Post the situation was as significant and not just some small thing. You're asking me, it gets resolved. These things seem to always get resolved because you got 8 million lawyers here, 8 million lawyers here. The lawyers are going to get paid, and there's going to be some middle ground for this sale, and it will get resolved. There's no way anybody associated with the NFL, whether it's the players, whether it is the owners, whether it is the commissioner's office, there is no chance that they want Daniel Snyder still in place. Daniel Snyder overplayed his hand by leaking these emails. I don't know why he did it, but he did. Next thing you know, he's out in a sale where he gets he gets six point oh five billion is being held up. You know, there's a saying: good things happen to good people. Bad things happen to bad people most times. In the end, bad things happen to bad people. They just do. We've seen it. We know. It. And Daniel Snyder, by all accounts, he ain't the greatest of people, ladies and gentlemen. So the things that are happening to Daniel Snyder. Are okay. I'm not going to compare him to Larry Nasser. I've had people say that. I've had people say, well, Nasser got stabbed and Snyder isn't going to be able to sell his team and win one for the good guy. Yeah, I ain't going there. Although Daniel Snyder, in his little frat boy ways, did have a thing going on with people. And hey, look, uh, it got investigated. <laughs> but I got to tell you, I, 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 I got to tell you, 
This is really funny. It's really funny. Go to church on Saturday, fellas. A D.C. business owner condemns disgusting plea deal. Listen to this. For gunmen, he fought off while watching, uh, while his four-year-old son watched. Look, uh, why are we so soft on criminals? I know in Indianapolis, cops tell me that the pandering to the African-American community is pissing off African-Americans that are, you know, not criminals. <coughs> Seeing the same guys on the streets. Seeing the same guys on the streets after they knew what these guys did is disgusting many in Indianapolis, and I assume it's disgusting many all across the country. We have a prosecutor here in Indy, Ryan Mears, who would rather pander to keep his job. And this isn't me talking. It's a couple of African-American cops that are saying, hey, this guy would rather pander to keep his job than he would do anything in terms of holding criminals accountable. And that's scary as hell because most of the people, I don't care if it's uh, African-American community, Asian community, most of the people are really good people. And they know what a guy does. They know here's a guy that, you know, he had to fend off a gunman. Well, what if you were that person or that person's family that lived in the neighborhood and 10 minutes later you see the gunman back out on the street? People aren't stupid. People are smart. People understand. And it's not racist to say this. It's factual to say this. We have in our city, and I'm sure you do in yours, your big city. If you live in a big city, we have a prosecutor that panders to the African-American community. And guys like Charles Harrison are not happy about it. Reverend Charles Harrison and others. Like, look, you're a criminal. Put him away. Don't let him run around our streets. Don't let him influence our children. I'm just saying. Now, go with that where you want. Crush me all you like. Same thing in a white community. I mean, I, hell, I don't even know which community I live in because where I live, where I shop a mile away, where I stay, you know, there's all kind of people. So I don't know if it's black or white, but I'll tell you this. If I saw a guy rob my neighbor's house and he, he lived over there, and next thing you know, 10 minutes later, he's out on the street, I'd be pissed. As a reasonable people do. So while uh, prosecutors pander, while prosecutors think they are, well, I'm going to get elected. The most important thing to a prosecutor, the most important thing to our mayor is to stay elected. That's it. Keep the job. And that's crap. That's total crap. You're not elected to keep your job. You're elected to serve. No? Look what's happening in Chicago. How many pandering mayors have they had there? I mean, the one now is actually worse. Which brings me to another thing. Do you think Kamala Harris would be worse than Joe Biden? I saw somebody, I think, I think Clay was talking about that the other day. Like, you got to be careful what you wish for. Everybody complained about Mayor Ballard here, and next thing you know, you got Hogshead, who's a career politician, and he's pandering. So we get stories like this. A D.C. business owner, mad at a plea deal for a gunman. Rappers, rappers are apparently people that we're supposed to pay attention to, all right? When rappers speak, we're all supposed to sit up a little straighter because they're rappers. Rappers are mad. Rappers are not happy with Skip Bayless. Rappers want Skip Bayless to debate white people. He's a culture vulture. All right. Oh, see the rap thing there? I'm a culture vulture, yo. (laughs) So Skip Bayless, oh, I don't know, because he brought Shannon Sharp from obscurity. Shannon Sharp was nobody. Shannon Sharp couldn't wipe his backside with his resume. 
So some guy named Macy, I don't think anybody who's got any kind of culture should go up there with Skip. He's not going to pay them. And there's going to be a token black guy where he can make some cash off them. Well, if you're worrying about a token, then you got to do a lot of different, you got to go to a lot of different places. And I'm not talking about just token black guy, token white guy up there just for the hell of it, uh, token woman, Asian, whatever. I mean, just look at ESPN's roster of sports spinner anchors. You think they're the best? Hell no. Okay, little chubby. Is that what this guy's name is? Little chubby's mad. All I know is Skip Bayless basically made Stephen A. Smith. Skip Bayless basically made Shannon Sharp. And now Shannon Sharp, for whatever the reason, is a hot commodity as a free agent in the media world. And the dude can barely speak. I don't know what to tell you. But y'all should be everybody. Black and white should be praising Skip Bayless. Skip Bayless started a genre that's made a lot of people money, black and white. I mean, honest to God. You know, think about it for just a second. Honest to God. Skip Bayless is a bad guy to African Americans is N-U-T-Z. He should be held up. You kidding me? Uh, This is really stupid. I I don't understand. I I don't get this. NBA agent Rich Paul says LeBron James would just be Carl Malone without elite athleticism. Why does everybody feel the need? And this is a buddy deal. Why does everybody feel the need to rag on LeBron James? Let me explain something to you. Yeah, I don't like LeBron James being a fraud and painting fake racism stuff. I don't want to hear LeBron James talk. I get it. He posts with his family. But there are a lot of things that go on when LeBron James goes on the road. And I don't even care about it. But I get sick and tired of, well, he would just be this. He would just be that. Let me tell you about uh, Carl Malone. Carl Malone, the first ballot Hall of Famer. Carl Malone, all-time leading scorer in the NBA. Whose record did LeBron James break? I guess it was Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. So maybe Carl Malone was second. I mean, just stop. I get it. Here's what I think is happening. Tell me what you think. I think that Rich Paul, ESPN, LeBron James and his handlers, uh, including Rich Paul, all made a decision. We got to keep LeBron James in the news. We got to keep LeBron James's face in the news. We got to make damn sure that we talk about LeBron James because LeBron James didn't have a great year. LeBron James is ending his career and he wants to go out as an OG uh, party, not party guy, parting gift guy where everybody goes, oh my God, and has such reverence. So you got to keep his name out there. There are new stars coming up in the NBA. There is waning interest in the NBA. And those two things with an old guy that people are quite frankly tired of. Let me ask you a question. LeBron James doesn't want to end up like Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, where you are a great, great player, but everybody discounts you because they got tired of you uh, bitching about everything, even though Kareem Abdul-Jabbar was right about everything he said. Just my take. So LeBron James and all of his peeps are out here, and that includes what's-his-face. They're all out here. They're all out here keeping his name alive, saying stupid things, so people will do what I'm doing right now. Oh, man. LeBron James is better, man. Yeah, I don't give a rat's ass. I don't. Uh, San Francisco, San Francisco is still doing San Francisco things. This is weird. You know, like I have a friend that lives in San Francisco and he tries to tell me that San Francisco isn't as bad as it looks. 
And I go, okay, another San Francisco business bites the dust. Um, and here's why. You ready for this? It's a food hall. Been there forever. And this same thing happened in Indy. Was it right across the street from the prosecutor's office, right across the street from the jail? Drug dealers, human feces, and crime. Drug dealers, hey, people just taking a dump. The same thing happened. What was it called? Market something. I think it's still there in Indy. It's a place we can go go inside, but once the pandemic hit and everybody realized we lived in a lawless world, guess what happened? I don't understand the taking a dump on a public street, but it's an example of no respect. So San Francisco once again gets hit. I'll never understand this. I just won't. I live in Indy. And I, in Indy proper, Marion County, I vote in Indianapolis elections. I will never vote for a Democrat. And I don't really care Republican or Democrat. But I've looked at all of these cities, and they are all plagued by this, what you're seeing. And who are the mayors? Democrats. Who's the mayor of our city? A Democrat. Career politician. Smoking Joe Hogsett. I don't know. All I know is this. I ain't voting for one. You can. I'm not. Uh, friends privately, privately are worried about Bill Belichick's job security. Isn't that odd? Isn't that odd? I mean, seriously, Bill Belichick and job security. But here's the deal. Bill Belichick is the guy that, well, we all say he's the greatest coach because he's won the most ring. All right. You can name any place, any coach, anywhere. Bill Belichick, though, put himself in an interesting position. Very, very interesting. When he was wrong about Tom Brady, and by any measure, you can argue that Bill Belichick was 1,000% wrong about Tom Brady. Period. 12-4 and four in 2019. All right? Okay. 7-9 without Brady. 10-7 without Brady. 8-9 without Brady. I don't know. I don't know. I'm just saying before with Brady, 14 or 11 and five Super Bowl champs, 13 and three, 14 and two Super Bowl champs, 12 and four, 12 and four, 12 and four, 12 and four, 13 and three, 14 and two. That's going back to 2010. Now without Brady last three years, seven and nine. Let's do the math. 10 and 7. I don't know about you, but that's 17 and 16, and then 8 and 9. 25 and 25. That's what he is. 25 and 25. 25 and 27 if you add in the playoffs. I don't know what to tell you, but I will tell you this. He should be on the hot seat. Now, he ain't worried about it. He ain't mad about it. But Bill Belichick without Brady is, I don't know, kind of like me with hair. Just, eh, me without hair, stunning. At least that's how I look at it. You may not look at it that way. I don't know. I don't know. (laughs) But they should be. Uh, Yeah, I don't know. Uh, A Kentucky bone collector, listen to this. A Kentucky bone collector sold dead friend's skulls nationwide. Hey, hey, Sean Black, you're my friend. When you die, can I get your skull? Uh, you mind, Gritty? Can I, can I get the bean? Can I get the head? Can I get everything and we'll see what we're doing? I need your skull, lady. 
Marky Mark, Otter Creek, can I get your head? Now, here's a gross thing. I've said this forever. A skull is very, 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 very odd. Like I told you this, there was a slaughterhouse behind Durkin's. We had this, we had this uh, a big, it wasn't a forest. We called it a forest, but we had all these trees. And they had a slaughterhouse out there. It was all beat up, but we would go out there as kids and we would play, right? We'd play, I'm sorry, but we played cowboys and Indians. We played war. We played hide and seek. We built a tree house out there. Get mad. Oh my God, you played cowboys and Indians. You're a racist. Yeah, whatever. And we'd quote, stayed away from the hobos. I said bows, hobos. Everybody always said there were hobos and badgers out there. So we worried about the hobos. We worried about the badgers. We played cowboys and Indians, war, hide and seek, kick the camp. And out there, we would find skulls, these big skulls of uh, cows. And we would throw them at each other. And it was gross. It was severely gross. It was disgusting. It was awful. Like, what are you doing? So I can't even imagine, if I found a human skull, the first thing I would do is call the cops now. Second thing I would do would be like, ah, man, you get the creeps. But this dude decided, you know what? I need a little cash. I got some dicks. I'm going to heat them up. I'm going to sell them. I'm going to sell them. What's wrong with that? I don't know. Maybe there's nothing wrong with that. But I feel there's something wrong with that. I feel like you should not sell your dead friend's skulls. I think you should revere the dead. Lee's mother died a couple weeks ago. She wanted to be cremated. So we're cremating her. We're getting a lot ashes in different spots, an underground urn and planting a tree next to it on the property. Wonderful. Lee has a necklace with some of her father's ashes in it. It's a little circular thing. She's getting one of her mother. She's giving one to her daughter. There are certain things you do when people die, but you don't sell their freaking heads. <laughs> At least I don't. Uh, Lick, do you? Do you sell their heads? Iron Man, do you sell their heads? Iron Man says Einstein's brain was supposed to be discarded. Thank God they didn't. Now they know why he was so good. Dan, did you ride your bike, DD, big and tall stingray? I didn't need a big and tall stingray, but I did, man. I had a blue stingray. And I remember when I got that bad boy. I remember the Christmas that I got that bad boy. That's why Lee and I are so big into bikes, because we remember when we got our bike, we remember what we did with our bike, and we remember the freedom of said bike. That's right. That's right, we do, and you should too. Go to dandockage.com and donate. Oh, I'm sorry, I got I got lost here in the middle of everything. All right, we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna be right back. We thought we were having Senator Ronnie Jackson on, but Ronnie Jackson will not be joining us. He has got votes. Alan Beal is the CEO. You're gonna like this. Trust me on this. Tell your friends it is time, ladies and gentlemen, to come. The CEO of Armed Forces Brewing Company is gonna join us. And we're going to talk about what is happening in the beer industry. My boy, Kevin Paschke, he kept, hey, give me a Bud Light. I'd like a Bud Light. I go, Kevin, you're really into that. I get it. You like Bud Light. And I ain't mad at you. Last night when we went to the Coachman, which is a great restaurant, one of the great restaurants in the state of Indiana. Be right back with Alan Beer. Man, I'm fired up. Sack the hell up and don't go anywhere. Don't at me. We'll be right back after this. 
Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Hey, uh, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. You know and I know that the Bud Light boycott is fantastic. I mean, it's not kind of good. It's not kind of good. It's fantastic. And I really got into it because, well, my wife, who I've told you many, many times, is a freaking stud and a legend in the world of softball, is tired of dudes playing dress-up and acting like women. Let this guy Dylan Mulvaney, let him menstruate one time and he shield put away the makeup and join the army. Speaking of joining the armed forces, Alan Beal, CEO, Armed Forces Brewing Company, joins us. The name is awesome. You give back money to veterans. Awesome stuff, Alan. Thanks for joining us. Oh, Dan, thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. It's a great day in America, and it's right. Red Friday. I'm wearing my red T-shirt today to remember our, our deployed troops. Damn, hold on. Hang on. I got some red right here I'm wearing as uh, I'll wear that. I got a bathrobe here that's red. Shoot, I'm red. If you're going red Friday, brother, I'm going, going red, red baby. with you if it's for deployed troops. Yeah, I'm in. I mean, it's a little checkered, but that's all right. Hey, uh, what was the driving force? Tell me about Armed Forces Brewing Company, please. Well, <clears throat> I hadn't seen anybody out there that was really making a, a, a military tribute beer company on a national scale. Um, when I pulled into the Naval Academy into Annapolis, and I come from a huge military family. I grew up on, on military bases. My dad was in the Air Force, my grandfather in the Navy. I've got uncles that that went to and cousins that went to West Point, and I've got a couple uncles that are Marines as well. So I grew up in that and grew up in the food and beverage industry, made a career out of it. The lights went on when I saw the Naval Academy for the first time, and I knew we had something really special here. I already knew the military community, and uh, we all love beer. <laughs> yeah, we do. We all love beer. Uh, Bud Light, Dylan Mulvaney, I got to tell you um... – could the Bud Light boycott be used, I mean, to have Americans invest in products that represent American values rather, rather than these selfish-ass large companies that, frankly, don't even, well, they don't even live in America. Budweiser is this American company that lives in frickin' Belgium, for crying out loud. Yeah, we're we're 100% uh, we're American-made. We even use veteran-grown hops in our beers. Um, to, to support other veteran-owned businesses. And uh, thanks to 8,000 investor shareholders in our company, we've grown like a weed. We're, we're going into all these major chains uh, around the country. And uh, we've, we've built this 8,000-plus investor community of veterans and patriots all over America. They helped us just acquire a brewing facility in Norfolk, Virginia. So we're getting ready to move into our very own facility in a great naval market. And everybody can invest, anybody can in the country can invest in our company 
and they can just go to ownarmedforcesbrewingco.com and and invest. It's 200 bucks minimum. Shares are 10 bucks a piece. When you when you saw the backlash to Dylan Mulvaney and to Bud Light and Budweiser mm-hmm. and Anheuser-Busch, what did you think? Yeah, the, the, there are multiple companies out there that are making some really big marketing mistakes. And, um, you know, the imagery we, we, we our beer is made to tribute the, ser- the men and women who have served and sacrificed in our U.S. military and our first responders. That's what we're about. That's what you're going to see on our cans. You're going to see an aircraft carrier or a shooter there from, from an aircraft carrier deck crew. If you want to imagine that he's gay or straight or trans or black or white or whatever you want to imagine, you go right ahead. We're here to tribute that service. Uh, and we're just not going to go, you know, that marketing direction. It's about the military. It's not about all these other socio, uh, you know, social labels that are going on. That's not what we're about. So well, speaking I, of that, what, what do you go ahead? <clears throat> well, I, I just feel bad for the people, you know, AB InBev, they made a they made a really big marketing mistake, but it's really, really adversely affected all of their employees, you know, their salespeople and, and their delivery drivers. It's really, really affected them in a bad, bad way. And I think we need to remember that they didn't sign up for this uh, marketing faux pas. So they're really hurting out there at AB InBev. Yeah, you know, it, that is interesting. It is a balance, right? I mean, you want people yeah. to understand that don't insult the American consumer. Don't insult the American male. Don't insult the American conservative. Don't don't insult us. I mean, just, you know, I'm not saying you got to cater, but just don't insult us. So to that point, your beer is very patriotic. You're, what do you think? What does your company think about the lack of patriotism that we see in a lot of different areas here? Or do you see great patriotism in this country? I'll tell you what, uh, I'm, I'm just, I think patriotism is really picking up around the country, um, especially that's why we kind of that's why we came out with our preamble. We the people light session logger. This is a tribute to the Constitution. Uh, it's a tribute to freedom and it's a tribute to the oath that our service members and first responders take <laughs> when they sign on the dotted line. So we've got a patriotic beer out there. This is uh, this is the alternative to those that domestic beer uh, that 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 people are are shying away from. Honestly, they're losing billions and billions of dollars in market share out there, and we're that great alternative. My answer is Pat Tillman. If I were going to have a beer and I wanted somebody <laughs> to represent me, my answer would be Pat Tillman. Who would you like to put on a can? I know it's not as easy as putting somebody on a can, but who would you like to put on a can if you had anybody you could? Yeah, well, I'm fortunate to have a business partner, colleague, and friend, and brother in Rob (laughs) O'Neill, who who killed Osama bin Laden, SEAL Team Six leader. Um, He's in in the company and the in the leadership, and and uh, he's a straight shooter. Tells it how it is. Uh, out on social media, a very, very smart guy who has been through a lot. He's an American war hero. Uh, we've got a, we're, we're, I'd love to put him on a can. Um, there are so many other great veterans out there, uh, you know, that have made the ultimate sacrifice. Dan, you named one that is just incredible, Pat Tillman. 
the epitome of, of bravery, courage, uh, and, and patriotism, without a doubt. Yeah, you know, I related to him as an athlete. I mean, I never was a professional, but I did, you know, I played at a high level, Indiana basketball. I, I don't know that I would have left IU and Bob Knight to go to the military, <laughs> particularly. I, I wouldn't have had the stones <clears throat> to do it. The military wouldn't have really wanted me, and I wouldn't have blamed them. They'd have said, hey, Dan, <laughs> you just stay where you're at. We don't we don't need you. Hey, Alan, we're going to keep pubbing it. Thank you for the time. Great stuff, man. Thank you so much. And again, people can can invest in our company at www.ownarmedforcesbrewingcompany. Join our shareholder community. It's 8,000 plus strong. And uh, we're going into Publix, Winn-Dixie, uh, Walmart, Sam's Club, all those big chains. You should be. And I'm going to buy me some as soon as I am done here because I need some beers for the weekend. Appreciate you, my friend. I am. If I get All right. Thank you, Dan. Thank you, sir. Take care. All right. That is Alan Beal. Follow him at Alan Beal 8. Look, hey, there is a culture war of some sorts going on right now. I never saw, to the patriotism thing, I never saw so many people around the 4th of July. Maybe I say this every year. I don't know, but I've never seen so many people out here on the lake that I live on so proud to be Americans as this year. People flying flags. Hell, I went and bought a new flag because I didn't like the way my flag looked, so I went and got a new one. Uh, and I want a bright, shining red, white, and blue flag out there. And if anybody has a problem with it, they can kiss my ass. It's literally that <laughs> simple. Uh, so let's go. Armed Forces Brewing Company, we support you. We will continue to support you, and we will not stop supporting you. I'm just saying. Uh, Lolo Jones hints she's ready to retire. Remember Lolo Jones? She was an Olympian. Lolo Jones was a big-time Olympian. Lolo Jones says she's getting ready to retire and focus more on peaceful pursuits. After, listen to this, she revealed how being a virgin at 40 has killed her love life. I like Lolo Jones. I do. See, to me, Lolo Jones, um, well, first... She's a beautiful woman. She has some morals about her. I wish, true story, uh, I think like most of us, I get personal on this show. First time I ever had sex changed my life and not for the better. I wish I had never. I wish I hadn't. I wished I had been as strong as Lolo Jones. And it's interesting. I, re I, I wonder, I just do, I wonder how many men and women feel the same way. I'm sure everybody that ever had sex with me feels the same way. I guarantee you. But you know what I'm saying. So good for Lolo Jones. If that is something that you don't like, then you're an idiot. Seriously, you're an idiot. Uh, undisputed lightweight champ of the world, Devin Hay. Oh, I'm telling you, he's a beautiful woman. Smart, athletic, and a virgin. God dang. And she's from Iowa. Yeah. Yeah. I'm all in on her. She was criticized because, well, not on her achievement, but by her exotic beauty and on a sad, cynical marketing campaign is what the New York Times said. Right there. I mean, who is it? Like, every little girl in college athletics is ca capitalizing in on her beauty. I capitalize. Why do you think I'm on the air? For all of the stuff that I say? Oh, hell no. I'm on the air because of all of this. Uh, undisputed lightweight champion of the world. When are we going to learn 
Devin Haney. Devin Haney's good. He's arrested for having a semi-automatic weapon found in his car. Look, I know you're cool. I know you got the shades inside. I know you're the man, baby. You're the man. Devin Haney, you're the man. We all genuflect to you. Because look how cool you are. You're so cool, you cold. But do yourself a favor. Stop driving around, I don't know, with semi-automatic weapons. And I say that to everyone. I say that to you out there, me, my kids, uh, uh, anybody that's on our YouTube chat. Dude's 24 years old. He's 30 wins. No, he's a undisputed. He's got everyone. Listen to how many belts. WBC, WBO, WBA, IBF. He is the man. <sighs> the driver of the vehicle, which wasn't Haney, told police there was a firearm in the car. They found a semi-automatic handgun under the driver's seat. No one claimed ownership. Haney was arrested and booked on a felony since the car was his. There's a misunderstanding that will be solved when Devin goes to court. Haney's father and trainer said it's unfortunate that he's arrested with his license fire, uh, armed license security. I'm confident things are going to be worked out. Of course they are, because nobody has any problem. Doesn't matter. Just don't, okay? Hey, you want to buy ESPN? Do you want to buy a portion of ESPN? ESPN, as Clay so adroitly points out, is struggling a tad. Viewership, not great. Not great. Uh, people cord cutting, not helpful. They haven't figured out the streaming thing yet. Uh, ESPN, though, is a part of Disney, and it's kind of the, I don't know, the drunk uncle of Disney. They always got to deal with stuff, Disney does. Disney just wants to make the uh, most diverse, ridiculous movies in the world, and they want you to go to their theme parks. But they don't need ESPN, N-N-N-N-N-N. It's like, God dang it, every time one of these idiots says something stupid, it affects our stock, it affects our theme park. It's not making them money, and it's causing problems. Making them a little money, but not as much as it should. So Disney's trying to sell it off. I don't know. I'll take a little piece. I'll take 4%, but you got to give me a deal. 4%, $1,000 per percent. I'll go $4,000 with you. A daddy... That ain't happening. A football Burmese python is the largest snake caught in Florida. Now, Coach Knight one time at a at a lunch with some other idiot tried to tell me that the largest snake in the world was six feet. And this other idiot was like a Bob Knight butt sniffer. It was at a place called That Sandwich Shop. That sandwich shop's a little downstairs. I'm sorry, it was just a regular Burmese python, not a football Burmese python. I'm like Joe Biden, I just read it. It didn't make any sense, but I just read it. All right, let's take a look at this snake. Look at the mouth on that thing. Let's have a little video here. Yeah, six feet, Bob. The biggest snake is six feet. You didn't see a snake that big on coach. I don't know, but I saw this big black snake at the Bloomington Country Club that I, if you're telling me six feet's the biggest snake, then fine, but it ain't. And that thing's bigger than six feet. Look how big this thing is and why are you guys laying next to it. Let's take a look. We got some video here. Get out of the... Yeah, 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 yeah. You're done, baby. Oh. 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 Oh.
Hey, Amy, how you doing? <laughs> Grab his body. Holy I'm losing it, Jake. Oh, Look at this oh, thing. Oh, my God. No. Oh, my God. Let's go. Oh, what are you doing? Oh. I know you carry tape. Tape his mouth. Oh, that, get this off. Yep, yep, yep. Oh, Dude, that is rocking. Alright. Oh my god. Just sit on her. Sit on her. You can walk her a little bit. Sorry. Thank you so much, Amy. Oh, man. Jennifer. Oh. Oh, yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah. yeah. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now save $30 on the American-made steel FS56 RCE trimmer. Real steel. The FS56 RCE is made in America of U.S. and global materials. Offer valid through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Why do I always think that snakes are going to wrap around you and squeeze the life out of you? They made catching that snake look easy. You get it by the neck, you hold on like grim death. It's like riding a bull. It's going to move. Its mouth opens like that. But these dudes just said, nay, 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 nook. We finna catch us a snake. We finna catch us a big one. Look at that thing. Look at the chunk. What could that thing eat? Because you know how this goes. You see things with little mouths, and they got big old stuff in them, right? I was looking at this fox the other day chasing this squirrel on a golf course, and the fox caught it, had it in its mouth, and he kind of just kept eating the whole thing. It was the grossest thing ever. I think that's what he's doing. I don't know. But I'm sitting there. Don't you think? There's 300 people on the YouTube chat. Don't you folks think that I don't know? If that thing, if you were riding that thing and it just wrapped around you, I always feel like pythons and cobras and all those things just squeeze you. You know, Kevin Wolf says, I hate snakes. So I was talking to a friend of mine. He was an older guy. He was an outdoors guy. I go, yeah, I can't stand snakes. We were playing golf. There's a big black snake in a pond. He goes, well, who likes snakes? I go, I don't know. Beats the hell out of me. But I know this, I hate them. I ain't liking snakes. Oh, it's a little one. How cute. Right. Who's your daddy? If it curls around you, you dead. U-D-E-A-D, dead. Only 5%. This is what we get into in the world. This is what we give a crap about. Only 5% of the coaches of women's tennis at Wimbledon are women. And the World Tennis Association says, we're going to do something about that. Here's the deal. Here's the deal. Here's what I'm doing. Here's what I'm saying. All right, look. See that lady there? She's worked her whole life to get to Wimbledon. Djokovic worked his whole life to get to Wimbledon. Continues to work to stay number one. I don't give a damn if my coach is a python. I don't give a damn if my coach is whatever. Name a nationality, name a sex. Trisexual, bisexual, homosexual, heterosexual. Doesn't matter to me. You know what I want? I want a coach that's going to make me better, period, that I get along with, that I like being around. 
give a damn if it's a man. I don't give a damn if it's a woman. But you know what? The WTA says this is what we must do. That's discrimination against men. Uh, we got to stand up for discrimination against men. I ain't having it. I don't like it. I don't think they're doing right by us. Discrimination against men crushes souls. I'm going to go David Letterman. You ready? I think I got. Oh, no, 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 no. I got some here. Uh, yeah, yeah. All right. I did that. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Illinois will no longer. This is so stupid. This is so stupid. I want you to think about this. Illinois is no longer, no longer in the state of Illinois is going to allow landlords to consider immigration status. This is considered a big win. So you come to me and you say, I want to rent your joint. And I have to say, hey, look, are you an illegal immigrant? I don't need somebody knocking on my door in Illinois. You're not allowed to do that. Man, I, I guess that's a big win, they're saying. They're saying that's a big win. They're saying that's a big win for illegal immigrants. Really? Okay. How about we protect legal citizens that have worked hard to have property, follow me here, so that they can, because of their hard work, house people and make money? Oh, my God. How about we protect our legal citizens as opposed to protect our illegal immigrants? Oh, Chicapesta, my eyes are burning. Oh, boy. I, uh, I, I. Oh, my eyes are burning. Oh, man, Cheech and Chong. I think it's Cheech and Chong. I don't know. But I know I've been saying, oh, and it may be sexist, racist. I don't even know. You know, some of the things that you heard, I'm glad you put that in there because I could hear somebody say, well, Doc had said, Uchi Capesta, my eyes are burning. He's a damn racist. Uh, a trans cyclist entered a woman's race and won to prove men have an athletic advantage. Good for him. Seriously, he said he's not proud of himself. But he just wanted to show, hey, look. I'm no good as a man cyclist. I'm not any good at this. But I am a champion in the world of women's cycling. Yeah, that's right. I am. I'm a champion. Look at me. So don't try to tell me that men and women are the same. I'm kind of applauding it. I am. I'm kind of applauding it because the guy is real. He's like, look, I hear all this crap. Riley Gaines had to go in front of Congress and tell this diversity-hiring idiot, Kelly Robinson, how stupid she was, how unprepared she was, how lazy she was, because she did not say, she said, well, there's no evidence. Well, of course there's evidence. The 203rd-ranked tennis player in the world, men's, beat the living hell out of Serena Williams, the greatest women's tennis player of all time. So I'm applauding this guy, particularly because he has some common sense. I'm applauding this guy because, well, frankly, he is like, hey, look, Don't tell me this isn't real. I went out and whipped all these women. Uh, James Harden still wants out. James Harden still wants out of Philadelphia. I got to tell you, the reason we put this in is because of this. Are you tired of certain guys in the NBA? Are you tired of the NBA? He still wants out and is determined to end up with the Clippers. Harden's stance has not changed, the source close to him told The Athletic. He still wants to leave Philly. 
He's still upset with how Moray handled his situation heading into free agency. And even with the re recent revelation that Harden attended the same NBPA party as Sixers co-star Joel Embiid and former Sixer owner Michael Rubin in Vegas, he's still determined to start the season in a Clipper uniform. These dudes are the biggest batches in sports. Hey, $36.5 million is what James Harden is being paid to ruin your team. That's what he's being paid. $36 million. So in my not-so-humble opinion, once again, the Philadelphia 76ers owe this clown squadoosh. Zero, zip, nada, nothing. Go, Don't come to Indy. We got a nice young core here in Indy. We do. We got a nice young core. We got a core of players that we're kind of digging. We got a core of players that we think can play. Don't come here because you'll screw it up. You'll dribble the ball until it bleeds. You'll be, you know, I don't know what you are. I, I don't know if you're party, pervert, stripper guy, or you're the righteous guy. I don't know what you are. But don't come here. Hey, this is interesting. I got to, uh, I don't blame, I don't blame the parents of a Georgia football player for doing what they did. When we come back, Georgia football is in the news and it has not been for the right reason. And I got to tell you, as a parent, I'm doing exactly what this Georgia football parent and family are doing. We will get into that when we come back. We will also get into Kevin Spacey. Remember Kevin Spacey? Man, Kevin Spacey had one of the great, not good, great shows on Netflix. Kevin Spacey broke down crying. We'll get into all that when we come back. Thanks for being here, everybody. Salute. That's it. I got to take a break. We'll be right back with more on Don't At Me across the Outkick Network. You know, I've had enough of Georgia football. I, re I really have. Like, it's not Georgia football. Well, it is Georgia football's fault. But I said this going back, and I, 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 when I saw that a young girl was in a car at 3 in the morning uh, driving, racing, drunk with a former football player, with a football player, I'm like, yeah, what's going on at Georgia ain't good. Now, you can call me whatever names you want, but I live in the real world. And anytime you have young ladies around football players for recruiting or whatever, and it's usually pretty good. 90% of the 95% of the time it works out well. But when people are out at three in the morning, drag racing, drunk, you got a real problem. You, you got a real problem. So what was the real problem? Well, the real problem was you got in a car crash and a lady died. And here's what stinks. All right. Um, Georgia hasn't, learned anything from it. Jalen Carter is partially to blame because he was drag racing. You can say he's not to blame if you want to be a Georgia sycophant, but here's what's going on now. There is a young lady, also a Georgia staffer, Victoria Bowles, was riding in the back seat of the rented Ford expedition driven by fellow UGA recruiting analyst Chandler LaCroix. Now, all right, you can say recruiting analyst. That's fine. All right. But what's a recruiting analyst doing driving a rent-a-car with the other recruiting analysts in the back? Hammered. She was in the car January 15th while Willick, uh, with Willick, while racing 
Jalen Carter, the man-child, the guy who should have been the number one pick in the draft. This woman was in the back seat. They were going 104 miles an hour, drag racing. Uh, this lady Bowles, Victoria Bowles, said, screw this. I'm filing a lawsuit against Georgia, and she should. No reason why UGA Athletics Association should have entrusted LaCroix to have the rental car. Violations among four speeding tickets. She was, had at least two super speeder violations. She had four speeding tickets prior to the crash. Now, Bowles sustained multiple injuries. She didn't die. Multiple serious injuries, including a lumbar rib fracture, spinal cord injury, lacerations to the kidney and liver. She sustained a close head injury with neurological damage and severe eye pain. Some other clown, Warren McClendon, was also in the vehicle that crashed. So you got a lady in the front with a dude, lady in the front with a back. They're apparently hammered, at least the driver is, and you're drag racing. Okay. So Willick is being sued. They request 171595 in general damages along with punitive damages. It also accuses the Athletic Association, LaCroix, and Carter of varying degrees of negligence. There you go. I mean, Carter's sitting there drag racing. Carter got out of it because the legal charges, with which he faced during the combine, were dropped. But the lawsuit accuses Carter and LaCroix of engaging in a grossly negligent Joyce Enterprise tandem street race. And it doesn't stop. I don't blame anybody. I Look, you get in a crash like that, but you are in the car. You kind of signed up for whatever stupidity was going to happen. And why are you in a car in the backseat with a football player, ex-football player? What's going on here at 3 in the morning with a university car? These are questions that had nobody died, I would be asking as a coach. What the hell are we doing here? Who's in charge of this? Who signed off on this? I'd have a serious problem with all of it. I don't know what I hope. I don't care. You know, it doesn't matter what I hope. But I would do that exact same thing. I would. I would. I'd be suing the sh out of these people. I've had enough. And now what you're going to do is, you know, you got to, and the media did a really good job because this is what the media does. Georgia's won a lot of football games. But the media did a really good job of nothing. They did nothing in this. They've exposed nothing. They've asked nothing. They're all afraid to say, hey, what's some little girl doing driving a car with a big old football player in the front, in the back with another uh, girl? And guess what? They're both supposedly recruiting analysts. What's going on in Georgia football with recruiting analysts? Hey, look, I get it. Nothing says you can't be in a car with a football player, but at 2 or 3 in the morning, drunk as hell? No, there's some questions there. You can say there's not. You can call me whatever names you want, but there's some serious questions there. Kevin Spacey was a great actor. House of Cards was maybe his best role. I loved House of Cards. And House of Cards without Kevin Spacey, oh, I don't know, not as good. Not nearly as good. Let's be honest. House of Cards without Kevin Spacey. But Kevin Spacey broke down. Kevin Spacey said, I was pressured to come out as gay when sex allegations, sexual assault allegations hit me. Hey, I don't know. Look, I don't know if you're a victim. I don't know if you're not. I just know this. In this world, in the world we live in, there's nobody pressuring anybody to come out as gay. And nobody cares if you're gay. They don't. They care if you sexually assault a kid in a bathroom, which was alleged. I think the charges were actually dropped. Uh, 
I think there's more still to come over in England. But the fact of the matter is no one pressures anybody to come out as gay anymore. What, what are we still holding on to 1968? Hey, look, I get it. There was a time. You know, it's like, it's like Biden said the other day. Well, you know, the gay couple's being kicked out of a restaurant. When? Where? What? Where? When? What? Show me. I mean, and what were you doing in the restaurant if, in fact, you can show me? I mean, if I got my hands down somebody's pants or I'm doing something stupid, then fine. But let's be honest. Crap doesn't happen anymore. No one pressured Kevin Spacey to come out as gay because people don't pressure anymore. You know what it is? It's damn near a badge of honor anymore, and I'm with it. I'm cool with it. Just don't target kids. I don't know. Is that so wrong? I don't think so. Don't target the children. There's nothing wrong with coming out as gay. So, Kevin Spacey, you ain't no victim. Just stop. Serious. Shut up, lady. Just stop. You're a great actor. I wish you were still in House of Cards. I wish House of Cards was still going. The show had no legs without you. All right? Fine. But I ain't happy about it. I ain't happy about it even a little bit. I want you back. You know, the biggest story of the day, I think, is the cocaine investigation, but it's all insanity to me. Where am I at here? Hell, I don't know. All right, ladies and gentlemen, yesterday I went on a hell of rant. I went on a hell of rant about my friend and co-worker, because he works for Fox, as do I, Will Kane. And the rant was in part because, well, ESPN decided to not only take Will Kane's words out of context, but they took words out of the context itself, out of the dialogue itself. That's some Soviet Union stuff. That is. That's some Pravda. What are we doing? And everybody that works at ESPN should speak up. They won't because the checks are nice. But don't think for one single second that you won't be next. Don't think for one single second if you work at ESPN and you leave ESPN, don't think for a second that they may not do that to you. I said this yesterday. This is some Soviet Union crap what they did. Now, I rambled a little bit because when I get pissed, I ramble. But I'm telling you right now, I'm telling you right now, if you work for ESPN and you're on air, you better shut your mouth when you're off air. Like there's a producer at ESPN that told me one time, she goes, hey, yeah, you know what? I got stuff on every single person that works here off air, in front of a mic, on a set. Now, what they did to Will Kane changing his words is unforgivable and should be questioned by every ESPN employee. Here was my reaction yesterday, and I stand by this. Oh, man, I don't even comment on the great hair that is shown in the opening. You know, I liked working at ESPN. I did. I enjoyed the people that I worked with. When I first was at ESPN, I would do a game on Tuesday, fly out there Wednesday morning, do shows Wednesday night, do shows Thursday, fly to my next game. It was nice. It was great. And then I just did Tuesday and Saturday, and I enjoyed it. I did. I don't have any problem with ESPN as an entity. I I didn't anyway. I didn't have any problem with ESPN, the people that I worked for. I wasn't an ESPN employee for 10 years. I was an independent contractor working basketball games. 
But I got to tell you, ESPN has become a parody of itself. It is unwatchable. Like right now, I got this big old Kimberly Martin and two dudes I don't know talking, and Greeny is off somewhere on the show. You can't watch anymore. But last night, they sunk to a new low. Last night, ESPN, even for ESPN, went below what ESPN should be about. You know, my friend Will Kane worked at ESPN. I worked with him. He used to come on his show all the time. They smeared Will Kane, ESPN did, as a sexist. They pointed him out. They took words that he said, deliberately cut them, and put them into the ESPYs in a way that, well, did two things. One, they think it made Will Kane look sexist. It didn't. It just made them look stupid at ESPN. And two, they think it made the women's national soccer team look good. This is a group of women that got beat by 15-year-old boys who complain all the time. They need all the help they can get. There's no question about it. But let me show you what ESPN did last night, and let's compare that to what was actually said. Let's go. Let's do it. Critics pushing back at them. I think equal pay is a ridiculous concept in and of itself. Soccer, for better or worse, on the men's side, across this globe, is much more popular than the women's. We get that argument all the time. Nobody wants to, to hear or know. Tell you why it's like this. Mm. Now, there's two things, first of all. When you talk about, as Trevor Scales just laid out, the bonus difference between the men's team and the women's team, between what a winner, if it had been the U.S. men, would get in the World Cup and the women. The women got a pool or got paid out from a pool of $30 million from the Women's World Cup. The men would draw from a pool of $400 million, okay? $400 million, $30 million. Why is that? It's because the Men's World Cup generates six billion dollars in revenue Mm -hmm. the women's world cup generates 131 million dollars in revenue if you want to talk about pay disparity the women's world cup players get paid out 20 percent of the total revenue the men get paid out seven percent as a percentage point they are getting much more the problem is for anybody desiring equal pay and by the way i think equal pay is a ridiculous concept in and of itself. If the women generate more revenue, they should get paid more than the men. Don't strive for getting the same. Strive for getting what you're worth. And if you're worth more, then get more. And so what I'm saying to you right now is soccer, for better or worse, on the men's side, across this globe, is much more popular than women's soccer. The women's game had higher ratings than the men's, though. So what do you say to that? Charlie, that's in the United States. That was in the U.S. And that's comparing a women's World Cup final that featured the United States against a men's World Cup final in the United States that didn't feature the U.S. team. Yeah, so they just took everything he said completely out of order. They took the essence, the nuance, the statement that the man said. And if you listen to what the man said, he's actually saying that women get more paid and that it is ridiculous for even the women to want equal pay because by percentage they're getting more. But ESPN didn't want to do that. ESPN said, no, we're not doing that. We got to make these women look better by disparaging one of their own. The whole essence of this entire thing is they edited out his entire nuanced argument. The entire thing. To make these chronic whiners, these chronic complainers look better. When you have to edit 
when you have to deceive, when you have to pull it around the back door, you ain't that courageous in the first place. Your accomplishment, your courage should stand on its own. It shouldn't need edited pieces. It should just be you're so courageous. It should just be your Peyton Hillis, man. You went out there and you had to bypass your niece to go get your, or excuse me, your son to go get your niece and then come back, both of whom are struggling. There is no nuanced argument with that. There is no editing it out. It's simply a man did that. There is no nuanced argument to Riley Gaines, who's going to join us coming up. There is no nuanced argument. It's Riley Gaines' is fight walks in, sees Leah Thomas, a dude with his junk out in a women's locker room, goes and tells, says, what are we doing here? To the NCAA, and the NCAA completely botches it. Well, we made it unisex. That's courage. These women aren't courageous. They're soccer players playing against other bunch of bad soccer players across the globe. But they bitch and they moan and they whine, and you got to make up courage. That's why ESPN sucks. It absolutely sucks. Hey, I'll watch a game on ESPN, but it sucks. When you got to do that, when you're so freaking tied into bullshit, when that's what you got to do to give a courage. I'd like to see Dickie V up there for courage. He's documenting his cancer journey. I was texting with him last night. But when you got to make up stuff about a good man and you did it knowingly, a man that worked for you, for a bunch of horrible, horrible, horrible individuals to show that they have courage so you can check all the boxes. You're full of crap. And ESPN, you're full of crap. But it is your level. It's not like that's not your level. I mean, I just read a story, you know, Jacob Blake and the whole stuff that that Jalen Rose, that is your level, ESPN. Congratulations. Last night, you sunk to your own level. Absolutely 1,000%. And Levy Dunn, just go take your clothes off. We don't need jokes out of you. Just take your clothes off, act like this, make your money, but don't do anything other than that and gymnastics. My God, it was awful. And I only saw clips. I didn't even watch the damn thing. Hey, nah, it just pisses you off because Will Kane is such a good dude, such a smart dude. Gave ESPN what they wanted. ESPN Radio has been a joke. Here's where it's been a joke. Let me just say, Will had an afternoon show. ESPN has been a joke ever since they put that idiot Levitard on. Levitard's whining about ESPN Radio, but he's the one that ruined ESPN Radio. He's the one whose ratings were so bad, no stations across uh, the country would take him, no affiliates would take him, because frankly, they didn't want to hear his stupid stuff. The worst lead-in ever. Will Kane was in the afternoon, and he had overcome these idiots, and he did, and then he went for a better gig, and now ESPN does what ESPN does. They besmirch, and knowingly besmirch, a guy who worked like hell for him. What a crap company. What a crap group. Will Kane, you keep doing your thing, but ESPN, congratulations. You sunk to your freaking level. That's who you are. Good for you. You proved it once again. Yeah, it's absolutely right. It's some Soviet Union shit that they did. Let's be honest. It is. It's some Soviet shit. When all of a sudden you're taking words out of what is, I don't know, uh, just a guy on a radio show. But we're going to take words out. We're going to edit it. 
and then we're going to use it to make our point. It still pisses me off. And somebody said, well, why does that piss you off? It's no big deal. Of course it's a big deal. Hey, 2 million people. I get it. It's the lowest rated show they've ever had for the ESPYs. I get it. All right. But still, 2 million people see Will Kane and good for Will Kane. Will Kane fight back and said, look, hey, you can get mad all you want, but it's still true. <laughs> I don't, you know, ESPN wants to make these women into whatever they want to make these women. That's great. Wonderful. Yay, Rod, go fight, win. But you don't do it at the expense of your integrity. And that's exactly what they did. I mean, that is Soviet Union stuff. That is. That's propaganda going back to World War II. That's propaganda going back to Hitler, going back to changing words and putting it out there out of context for the whole nation to see. My God. You know, if you ever watched MASH 100 years ago, I forget what they called her, but during the Korean War, which is where MASH was, uh, North Korea would, uh, over the radio, have this lady, and she played songs. She played popular songs, but it was a propaganda station, and she would say, you know, Yankee, go home, or whatever. That's all that was the other night. Same thing. Just a bunch of propaganda crap. That's all it was. It was nothing more than that. Nothing more than that. And it still pisses me off. All right. So you want to build a pool. So you're in Seattle. All right. And all right. Great. Yay, Rob. Go fight. Win. We're going to hire homeless people. We're going to get this going in the right direction. We're going to hire the homeless and we're going to be happy about it. And look at us being progressive. Only one problem. The homeless started sitting around. The homeless weren't really installing the pool all that vigorously. They were somehow, some way, puffing fentanyl. <laughs> They're just sitting around puffing fentanyl. You're sitting in Seattle, you look outside, you go, you know what? We got a great spot for a pool. You get a hold of, oh, I don't know, Joe Schmo's pool company. Next thing you know, there's a pool at the homeless place. And next thing you know, they're just sitting around with their new pool, smoking the fentanyl. I don't know, man. Weird world we're living in. Very, 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 Tokyo Rose, that's who it was. Thank you very much. Tokyo Rose, Yankee, go home. Uh, Your neighbor's having sex with your wife. Tokyo Rose was all on it. Thank you, Ruel. Yeah, I knew the uh, YouTube chat would have it. Yeah, Tokyo Tokyo Rose. (laughs) Blue shirt man, your neighbor is having the sex. So there you go. Hey, let's put a pool in the homeless and let's let them smoke fentanyl. I thought even being around fentanyl kills you. Uh, JP Morgan's CEO slams remote managers. Not the way to build a great company. You think? No, really. You think? Like, nobody wants to go to work. We all know this. Who the hell wants to go to work? Nobody wants to go to work. All you got to do is talk to anybody, anytime, anywhere. And my question is this. My question is, how do y'all live that don't go to work? Uh, Jamie Dimon, the CEO, is like, hey, remote work, not great. At least they're working, I guess. Of course remote work's not great. Remote work sucks. 
because everybody needs accountability. Everybody needs, I don't care who you are, how successful you are, everybody wants and needs somebody to hold them accountable to do their best job. The greatest basketball players in the world need a coach, even though Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant were stupid enough to act like they did it. Greatest football players need a coach. Greatest money managers need a boss. I mean, it's just the way that it goes. This is really weird. This is a really weird story. The BBC. I looked at this up yesterday. This is really weird. There's a guy on the BBC. He's a host. His name is Hugh Edwards. Hugh Edwards, apparently, and I saw this picture, and they blurred it out from the bottom. But this guy, Hugh Edwards, apparently paid a teenager $45 for sex pictures. And he would send the sex pictures back. Now, look, I don't know. Hugh Edwards looked to be about, I don't know, my age maybe. I mean, I know I looked to be 25. He looked, I don't know. But here's the deal. So Hugh Edwards decides that he is going to send them back in a suit and tie with his lower half with his drawers down. Like, what are we doing? I'm there, you know, I was at dinner last night and a bunch of older folks, older than me, way older than me, they were awesome. They're IU fans. And, you know, they wanted autograph with their pictures. We were taking pictures. We were sending videos. We were doing all kinds of stuff at the coachman. It was a great time. They're all big IU fans and it was very flattering. And, I'm sitting there going, man, how awesome is this? How freaking great is this? Because you are dealing with adults. I don't understand the attraction that these idiots have to young folk. I just don't. And I never will. Now, Lula is barking, and I'll tell you why. You ready? Outside, we're catching raccoons. We have a raccoon problem here. So I got a raccoon catcher. So the raccoon catcher is at our house right now. Yesterday, he caught four raccoons. Now, they're not being killed. They're being relocated. I don't even know what the hell they're doing, but we were assured they weren't being killed because they're kind of cute. But raccoons, particularly when they're big and fat and they come out during the day, you know what happens? Raccoons have rabies when they come out during the day. So the guy is out here right now. He told me he never saw two in one cage. We got two in one cage. (laughs) Uh... Joe Biden told a Finnish reporter he may not be able to go home. Uh, He confused Iceland with Ireland. He's an idiot. Maybelline under fire for using a bearded man in an ad. I don't know where you... Hey, 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 hey. Uh, See, now I don't know what to do. See, the dog is sitting down here. This is why you got to love our show. The dog is sitting down here. I'm going to go to break. We'll be right back. I'm going to get rid of this dog. Bye. We'll be right back. Got to take a short break here. We are rolling with Don't At Me, and you don't want to miss it. Stay tuned. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, 
Right now, you can save $20 on the steel MS-162 or MS-170 chainsaw. Real steel. Offer valid through June 30th, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Yeah, the animal trapper is still out there, and my dog, uh, Asta La Vista, will never see her again. No, that's not true. Before Pete is up my you-know-what, I just took the dog, put her in her room. Every time somebody comes to our house, she screams like an idiot. She was sitting down here, just sweet as you please, and next thing you know, boom. All right, stock up and stock down, ladies and gentlemen. Stock up. How about Quinn and Williams? How about Quinn and Williams becoming, oh, I don't know, the highest paid jet ever? I mean, I'm all in on it. I like it. I think it's funny. But Quinn and Williams, alignment. Look, I don't know. Here in Indianapolis, our guy, our guy, Quentin Nelson, is a 20-whatever-some-million-dollar lineman a 20-some million dollar left guard. Now, let's be honest. I could play left guard in the NFL. I just got to get big and fat and built like a Coke machine, and I could play left guard. But Quinton Williams, he's one of the NFL's best defensive linemen. He got himself a $96 million deal, and I ain't mad about it. I ain't mad about it at all. Stock up, Quinton Williams. Stock up. To our friend, our leader, our boss, Clay Travis, Twitter beefs. Hell yeah! Look, you come at Clay Travis, as they say in the neighborhood, you better come proper. (laughs) I don't even know what that means. But you better come proper, damn it. Don't be coming with some Bolshevik. Don't be doing that. You better come proper, George Carl, who tried to attack our friend Clay Travis, for his, well, pro-Trump stance, according to the aging veteran ex-ball coach. He also called anybody at the great website of OutKick a-holes, Trump-loving a-holes, matter of fact. He besmirched the fastest-growing website in America. Thus, he besmirched us here at OutKick, and Clay was having none of it. He uses data and facts to be smirched, the old ball coach, I dedicated my life to ball. Really? You're an idiot. I mean, all these guys, like there's a group of guys that want me to go have dinner. You, we're going to go have breakfast once a month over at Gracie's Restaurant. It's just a bunch of old coaches that dedicated their life to ball. Well, you're an idiot. Dedicate your life to your family. What are you doing? You know, coaching, you influence more people. Are you crazy? I influenced more people and helped more people in one year on the radio than I did as a coach for 20 years. Are you crazy? You got like 13 guys on a team. So if you're going to come, George Carl, you come proper. Now, Mark Cuban, a little different deal. Mark Cuban came strong. And then Mark Cuban got called a little biatch. And Mark Cuban, no likey. And Mark Cuban hasn't been seen or heard from since, and I don't blame Mark Cuban. You got to come proper, Mark Cuban. And Clay Travis has said, hey, look, I'll debate you fair and square on what's going on in the NBA. But the problem you have, ladies and gentlemen, the problem you got when you debate and you're pro-NBA is this question. 
why are you taking Chinese money if you're so concerned about human rights? Now, my NBA answer would be because we're a business. We're a business. Now, we care about rights in our country of America, but other than that, we're a business. We care about racism. We care about police shootings. We care about inequities in society. We care about our country, but hey, we're a business. And any business is going to take as much money as they can from wherever they can get it. That's business. As long as it's legal. I think most would agree with that. I think most would. I think most would say, all right, but I've not heard any NBA person challenge this. I've not heard. If I were Mark Cuban, that's exactly what I would say. I'd say, look, Clay, here's my facts on viewership. You can debate that all you want. Numbers are numbers. But why China? Very simple. Like every other business, whether it's Nike, whether it's, uh, I think, this shirt. Hell, I bought a shirt from Bass Pro Shops, and I've told people forever, it is the most comfortable shirt I've ever had. I went and bought another one. This is about five years ago I bought this T-shirt. It's the greatest T-shirt I've ever had. It cost five bucks. I went and bought another one because I was in, ba- I was in uh, uh, oh, God dang it. What, it. what the hell does it cost? One of my favorite places, Bass Pro Shop bought them. You know what I'm talking about. I went and bought another one. It was not as comfortable. It just wasn't. Well, I looked at the one that was really comfortable. It was made in Pakistan. One made in America. It wasn't as comfortable to me. So look, everything we buy is from somewhere else anyway, so the NBA ought to just say that. It's no big deal. You're going to get ripped either way by those that want to rip you. But don't mess with Clay. Do not mess with Clay. But I would like to see a reasonable, because Clay would keep it reasonable, discussion between Cuban and him. I just would. Uh, Riley Gaines coming out, kick. Salute to you. Who's we got today? We got St. Louis. Salute to the folks at Outkick, our friend Gary and Aaron and Clay and all the bosses, all the big bosses, for getting Riley Gaines on our network doing a podcast that you can see and hear every Wednesday. Riley Gaines is smart. She's fun. And listen, Riley Gaines is not backing down. And Riley Gaines, and none of us should back down. We should all be supportive of women playing, fighting, competing against women, not having to compete against men, period, period. And Riley Gaines is at the forefront of that. I salute Riley Gaines. Good for Riley Gaines. FBI Director Ray, W-R-A-Y, tried to stand up there and not answer questions about the Biden crime family. Director Ray got confronted. I don't know if we have the video. Hey, put it in my ear. Do we have the video still from where he was eviscerated, absolutely eviscerated by Matt Getz? You can like Matt Getz. You can dislike Matt Getz. But he has very simple questions. Are you protecting the Biden, the Biden family? Are you protecting them? You, Mr. Ray, are incredibly suspiciously non-curious when it came to Hunter Biden threatening China or wherever, whomever, for more money. Let's play the video. I think if you missed it yesterday, I think you'll agree, stock down to this guy. I'm sitting here with my father. I will make certain 
that between the man sitting next to me and every person he knows and my ability to forever hold a grudge, that you will regret not following my direction. I am sitting here waiting for the call with my father. Sounds like a shakedown, doesn't it, Director? I'm not going to get into commenting on that. You, you, you seem deeply uncurious about it, don't you? Almost suspiciously uncurious. Are you protecting the Bidens? Absolutely not. The FBI well, you does won't not, answer the has no oh, interest on. in You won't answer the question about whether or not that's a shakedown, and everybody knows why you won't answer it. Because to, ev to the millions of people who will see this, they know it is. And your inability to acknowledge that is deeply revealing about you. It is revealing. It is. Now, I don't know the law, so I don't know if Ray absolutely, because of the, quote, always useful ongoing investigation, simply could not answer the question because of the, quote, ongoing investigation. I don't know that. You may know that as a lawyer. Of course he's not going to answer that. And that's a gotcha moment for Getz. I don't know. But I do know when a senator or a congressman, excuse me, or a representative, and there is a hearing, I like to hear the questions asked that I have, that you have, that people on this show have. Hey, look, we all saw and heard what Getz read. So... When you get the guy up there that is doing nothing about it and doesn't seem to care about it, I would like to hear the question asked that Matt gets asked. That seems reasonable to me. And if you don't want to hear that question, I guess I would ask, why not? Why wouldn't you want to hear that question? Because I think all of us were us in the position of Director Ray would say, yeah, you know what? We should look into this. We should go after this. There should be something here that draws our attention, our curiosity. So I thought the wording was really good by the representative Getz. I thought it was really good. I thought what he did was fantastic. I did. Not going to change anything. They're still protecting the Biden family. They're still protecting Hunter Biden. But hey, what are you going to do? Uh, ESPN stock down. Look, I said it yesterday and we replayed it. I enjoyed my time at ESPN. I enjoyed the people that I worked with. I liked going there for the most part. I did. I liked hanging out with Seth Greenberg. I liked hanging out with Ryan Burr. I liked going on Will Kane's show. I liked Mike Tirico as a partner. I liked Benetti as a partner. I liked all these folks as partners. I thought they were great. I did. But the entity itself obviously changed. The entity has become, I, I hate to say this, more propaganda than anything else and really dangerous when you look at what they did to Will Cain, when you look at how they changed his words, literally. When you look at how they changed the context, literally. Just to do what? Just to promote their choice of the women's national soccer team for a Courage Award that clearly they did not earn. Dick Vitale would have been a great Courage Award. Maybe he's already won it. I don't know. Riley Gaines, fantastic Courage Award. I talked about Peyton Hillis. He should have been the Courage Award. He went and saved his niece and bypassed his son, came back and saved his son. Great Courage Award. But ESPN decided none of those, and we're going to pander. And their ratings show we're tired of it. We're fed up with it. It is what it is. The ratings were the lowest they have ever been. Stock down ESPN. Uh, I like Chris Christie. I'm sorry. 
I like Chris Christie. I know I'm not supposed to like Chris Christie. You guys dislike Chris Christie. Fine. The world dislikes Chris Christie. I met Chris Christie. I liked Chris Christie. I thought Chris Christie was fun. I, 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 I met him having lunch. I met him uh, in his daughter was a manager on the Notre Dame basketball team. All right. And I don't know. (laughs) But nobody likes Chris Christie. Stock down Chris Christie. He wants to fight people. He says he's got 40,000 donors. He wants to run for president again. He wants to do, he wants to fight people. And he, look. Matt Getz made a fat joke about Chris Christie, and it was kind of funny. Uh, the Washington Post likes Chris Christie because the campaign of Chris Christie's dreams, they wrote, because he gets to expose the Republicans. Look, I don't care. But Chris Christie uh, talking about Donald Trump and him having a fight. <laughs> he said, I'd kick his ass. Look at him, Arnold Schwarzenegger. So move over, Zuckerberg. Move over, Musk. Move over that cage match of two nerdy titans. We got a fat guy off in the octagon, and Chris Christie has fired the first shot. I'd kick his ass. If you and Trump got in a ring, Piers Morgan asked, who'd win? That's like an eighth grade question, right? The guy's 79, eight years old. I'd kick his ass, said the 60-year-old former New Jersey governor. I'm 60 years old. I'd kick Chris Christie's ass because I'd move. Look at that. (laughs) Oh, man. Christie's strategy has been to target Trump, and I don't blame him. Chris Christie should think before he opens his mouth is what Trump's people said. (laughs) Look at him, Arnold Schwarzenegger. For him to be such a child and infant and make those kind of remarks, what he should do is work on himself. That was after Morgan made a reference to Trump mocking the weight of Chris Christie. Look, I don't care. Uh, I, I, I honestly don't care. Christie also said that if he were Elon Musk, he'd be very worried about duking it out. I got my, look, see, I got old man arms now. I look like the old man fighting. I don't ever want him to look like the old man fighting, but I I don't know if I'd kick Chris Christie's ass, but it is kind of funny. <laughs> uh, last, uh, oh, Wokadope. That's coming up. Hey, Dickie V, we're praying for you. Let me just put it to you that way. Dickie V and I, uh, have a pretty good relationship. We don't see each other often, obviously. We used to see each other more. But Dickie V and I have a pretty good relationship. Dickie V is the one ESPN. Ah, there's a lot of them, actually. I shouldn't say that. Basically, every guy I worked with ESPN it remains a friend. And I'm praying for Dickie V. As he undergoes pretty serious throat surgery, he's got cancer. It's back. Dickie V has talked about his journey, and he has been very public about it. And I'm praying, and I'm thinking for my good friend, uh, Dickie V. Uh, NYU hosts an anti-racist workshop where white parents reflect on their internalized whiteness. 
Man, I got to tell you, uh, I'll speak to God about whiteness. I'll speak to God about that kind of thing because God made me. There is no chance I'm going to go sit there and apologize for being a white dude. I'm not going to lie to you. My white superiority. Yeah. All right. We want to reflect on your white superiority. I don't know one person that has white superiority. I got to tell you, if I'm a white nationalist or if I'm a white supremacist for working out, being great, being a great father to my kids, taking care of my stepkids, wife, ex-wife, then I'm a bad guy. I'll do whatever. I'll take whatever you want. I'll take whatever you want to talk about, and I will run with it like crazy. I will run with it. I will go with it. I will say it. I will do it. I will take all of it, but I certainly am not apologizing for being born white because, frankly, I had nothing to do with it. The good Lord made me white. The good Lord could have made me black. The good Lord has blessed my life, and I am thankful for that. But ain't a chance in holy hell I'm going to sit at some workshop at a liberal trash outfit like NYU and internalize my white supremacy. I'll tell you what I'll do. I'll speak on how hard I work. I'll speak on how hard I worked as a kid to become the first player in the history of my high school to ever get a basketball scholarship to a Division I place. I'll talk about that all you want. <laughs> Our friend Vivak Ramaswamy has vowed to gut several agencies, including the IRS, including the FBI, the CDC, and shutting down the entire administrative state. That's ballsy. Do we have the video, Nick? I think we do. I could be wrong. It would be a first. Uh, I'm going to be the president of the government shutdown, as in literally shutting down the administrative state that sits under the executive branch. That will be a big part of my domestic policy legacy because that will also stimulate our economy. The regulatory state is a wet blanket on businesses across the country. So not only will we restore our three-branch constitutional republic, we will also restore four-plus percent GDP growth in this country. That's two wins. All right. He was speaking at a Libertarian Freedom Fest conference in Memphis. Now, I don't know whether this guy could win. I have no idea, but he did say this. He did say the FBI, he described it as an agency that was made to be corrupt. At the federal level, we have the U.S. Marshals, we have the Department of Justice. We don't need that separate J. Edgar Hoover style FBI sitting in between either. The DEA pursues cases separate from the FBI and drug cases. There's a redundancy. It's a waste of money. It's a waste of bureaucracy. But when you have a bureaucracy that should not exist, that's a formula for corruption. This dude is smart. I'm trying like crazy to get him on our show. His press secretary follows me. We've, we've DM'd each other. I'm working like a madman to get this uh, Ramaswamy because he's fantastic. Because he thinks, because he's got a brain, he's not an idiot. Seriously. And anyone that thinks and has a brain and isn't an idiot is welcome on our show. I think we would all agree. I do. Damn. 
That's why we have the YouTube chat, because the YouTube chat, ladies and gentlemen, is filled with smart people, and we cater to smart people. Speaking of smart people, do I, I think I have one more here. Hang on a second. Hold on. Hold on. Uh, oh, I like this. More business are using electric fences to stop criminals. I like that. There's a little actor, a little Spider-Man guy named Tom Holland. He hates being famous. All right. All right. That's fine. He apparently is a very popular guy. He hates being famous. He hates Hollywood. All right. And there's a very simple solution to this. You've made your movie. I assume you've made millions. Leave. Look, I got to tell you, cut your hair and leave. Your name is Tom Holland. Nobody's going to say, oh, man, that's Tom Holland so-and-so guy. Or maybe they are, but not in a month. So leave. Sound of Freedom actor Jim Caviezel, who I love. I love Jim Caviezel. He calls out media attacks on his film Sound of Freedom because they are quaking in their boots. They know these media folks and Hollywood folks all across the world have participated in sex trafficking. He knows this. So that's why you're hearing Quan. My wife said it yesterday. You know, at first it was racist, and it's transphobe, and now it's QAnon. I guess you're QAnon now if you don't follow the liberal company line. Call me everything you'd like, but I can't wait to watch The Sound of Freedom. When Lee and I get a free moment, when we are not living our big-time jet-set lifestyle and hanging out at the Coachman with a bunch of octogenarians and having an absolute great time, we're going to watch The Sound of Freedom. We're going to comment on The Sound of Freedom. And I can't wait to do both. I think it's great. Uh, I am going to start a new series. You know how Dave Portnoy walks out of pizza places and gives a review of the pizza? I think we're too negative I think all the time, I'm so tired of media folk, uh, athletes and everybody else. I'm so tired of them talking about airlines. Well, my airline ticket, thanks United, I'll fly Southwest. Shut up. I am, when I get great service, I am going to start walking out and filming how great the service was. I went to the Coachman yesterday. It was unbelievable. It was so good. I've never been to the Coachman. It's a playing field. It's been there 34 years. The former owner, my friend Larry Painter, he joined us. We went. All of my guys and gals that helped with our golf outing, I bought them all dinner last night. We had drinks. We had wine. We had a great time. It was fantastic. And if I had a video and I'd have thought about it, I'd have talked about how great it was. We need more positivity. Like, I'll give you the negative, but I'll also give you the positive, too. And I think I'm going to start that. I think I am. I may start today. We'll see. Uh, woke me and dope me, big boys, as we head to a weekend. And what happened to Haley? Woke me and dope me. <laughs> Guns, crime, and crank. Oh, you're sweet. Got a few papers at my house. Hello. Yeah, that's pretty good. Top one, Hunter Biden. Bottom one, Donald Trump. Got a few newspapers at the crib. Oh, my God, I got to call the DOJ. Oh, my God. This is how it works. It really is. I got guns. I got crack. I got crime. Oh, he's just a nice little boy, and his dad is just being a dad. Oh, 
Well, I got some papers spewing around. I mean, we all have them. Oh, well, uh, DOJ, hey, uh, we got a problem here. Trump needs arrested. That's the world we live in. And I got to tell you, I've never been one to defund the police. Never, never. And I don't want to defund the police. Uh, people made reference because I said, look, if the FBI is targeting us, normal citizens, they shouldn't exist. People say, well, you are for fun defunding the police. No, I'm not. Not even a little. What's next? Stupid. I love the police. More police. I wish. Yeah, here we go. Woke teachers, trans kids, normal. Yeah. Dark side of the groom. <laughs> That's what happens. You come in as a, uh, a normal kid. Some clown woke teacher gets you. And you come out, I'm a trans kid. You know what's going to happen? Mark my words on this. At some point, these trans kids that don't want to be trans kids, they're going to grow up. They're going to grow up. And you know what they're going to do? They're going to be pissed. They're going to out a lot of these people. Because kids grow up, I don't know if you know this, but you think you are manipulating a child. Well, that child grows up, and we all have memories, both good and bad, from being a child. Wait, give it about 10 years, and that's going to explode. And I guarantee you right now, the woke is doing one thing they're preparing for. it. And if they're not, they're idiots. And of course they're idiots, because any idiot, uh, well, you have to be an idiot to try to transition a child, a normal child. Ridiculous. All right, what's next? What's the difference between a conspiracy and the truth? About six months. Yeah, when I joined OutKick, you know, we got to get a shot in. Our friend, the great Greg Doyle, called it a far right-wing rep website. A conspiracy far right-wing web website. Why is it that all these conspiracies come true? Why is it that all of a sudden, oh, well, we did lie to you. China, there was a leak in a lab, and oh, by the way, that caused COVID. They tried to distract us from that by saying it's racist to say China virus. What was racist about it? It came from China. What are you talking about? It's racist to not allow people to come into the country from China. Oh, wait a second. Uh, It was okay when Biden did it. There's no story to the Hunter Biden laptop. It's a non-story. didn't happen. A lie, 52 folks said. Turned out totally true. Really? Shocking. Ah, Hillary's laptop. She turned out a sledgehammer. Okay. All right. So what's going to be next? I don't know. I'll tell you what is happening. They're coming for our kids is a right-wing conspiracy theory. Huh. Any of the marches in the whole gay pride thing? You hear any of those guys? What'd they say? We're coming for your children. Get on board with the conspiracy theory. The conspiracy theory, as this so adroitly points out, is only six months away from being a fact. And you can look smart. There you go. All right. Thank you. I have a huge thank you to everybody. Not much sports this week. Slowest week of the entire year. But you all hung in with us. 
We had 300 people plus every day continually on our YouTube chat, and I thank you. I thank you very much. You're, so, you're doing such a great job of helping us. Thank you so, so much. All right. We'll see you on Monday. Hey, we got somebody really good Monday. Who the hell's really – who's on Monday? I can't wait. Monday's going to be great, Nick. Who? Nick and Dylan and Ryan, absolutely fantastic. Somebody's coming on Monday. Somebody told me somebody – oh, uh, uh, Byron Samuels is coming on Monday. Yeah, love that guy. Look him up on Twitter. Congressman, good dude. Hey, Dylan, thank you so, so much. Ryan, thank you. Byron Donald, sorry. Byron Donald is coming on on Monday. I love that guy. Sports is back. We'll talk about that. Have a great, great weekend, everybody. We'll see you on Monday. Tell your friends.